From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is National News for week commencing April 12, 2015. And tests may lead to Australia rejoining the space race. A group of enthusiasts plan to launch a 100% locally built balloon. It's a balloon-carried glider in outback Queensland. This is a possible forerunner to getting the country back in space. Australia once had space launches from Woomera in South Australia, and over the years there's been talk of other launch sites, but nothing appears to have happened. However, Project Thunderstruck, headed by father and son Robert Brand, VK2URB, and Jason VK2FJAB, has an ambitious venture that promises to see a glider lifted by a balloon to an altitude of 45 kilometres, and this from Longreach in September. From there, the glider will free-fall, reaching supersonic speed for a short time. The Phase 1 balloon and glider flights are to be recorded by telemetry and cameras. Robert, VK2URB, admits he's too busy to play amateur radio, leaving an option of somebody else to use the balloon's 2-kilogram capacity that's big enough for a small repeater or similar package. A suitable hand package for each phase of the Thunderstruck project is now being sought. In six or seven years, the knowledge gained through Thunderstruck may lead to the launch of CubeSats carrying amateur radio to the planet Mars. Still in space, or near to it, another Pico balloon flight splashes down. The latest helium-ballooned Pico party-type foil balloon to be launched from Melbourne stayed afloat six days before descending into the Pacific Ocean, short of South America. Andy VK3YT put up the solar-powered party balloon PS40 transmitting 25 milliwatts on HF, Whisper and JT9, with it being tracked by VK and ZL stations. The balloon that went up on Sunday, March 29, travelled well with a path taking it north of New Zealand and continuing east, before splashing down on Good Friday. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And he can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950, and of frequencies 14.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 10.33, 
very rigid medical grounds. With slightly lower standards, he enlisted in October 1916, aged 23, and in January 1917, after training, headed for the war. July 1917, the 45th Battalion AIF arrived around Ypres in Belgium, just in time for the Battle of Passchendaele with its heavy loss of life. Being seriously injured, he had surgery and needed recuperation. After the war, he returned home to Mariba, married and engaged in church and hospital work. Later, in February 1927, when a cyclone struck North Queensland, cutting all communications, he used his amateur radio station with Leighton Gibson, 4BN in Brisbane, and was first for press traffic and then private messages. During World War II, his engineering skills were in demand by troops. For example, a sensitive hospital thermometer was wanted, and at no charge, Andy made one with accuracy of half a degree Fahrenheit. We lost Andy Cowper on July 7, 1958, just short of his 65th birthday. He was a wireless pioneer, gave distinctive war service, and was a Wireless Institute of Australia life member. Gallipoli signallers provide battle links. As the Anzacs landed at Gallipoli April 25, 1915, the signallers, well-trained and proficient in Morse code, signalled by lamp, flag and heliograph. As well as trained in map reading, they immediately began laying telegraph lines. Writing in the Fist Down Under newsletter for April, Allen VK6PG said the signallers identified by a right arm badge by midnight that day were at headquarters with working telephones and message forms. Where it was not possible to lay landlines, visual signalling was used, sometimes flag or sunlight by day and Lucas lamps at night. In many cases, both Turkish and Anzac phone wires were in the same trench, along with many dead and wounded soldiers from both sides. Amidst the enormous chaos of warfare, the signalers did a massive job in keeping communications operational, both in the field and with supporting warships nearby. As we celebrate ANZAC, ANZAC 100 is much anticipated. The commemoration of the battle at Gallipoli 100 years ago will be on the bands thanks to the WIA, the NZART and Turkey's TRAC. They'll remember the heavy losses in war and pay honour to all war veterans. The major focus begins Anzac Day, April 25. In Australia on Anzac Day alone, there will be eight Anzac suffix call signs. With the WIA website, www.wia.org.au, listing nearly 40 events along with other details. The NZART will have ZL100 Anzac on air for a month with a team ready to operate and Turkey is very active with TC100 prefix stations. The world will be listening for ANZAC 100 activity, lest we forget. And of course there's the annual on-air event, ANZAC Day. The ANZAC Day AM and CW event asks us to consider changing mode on amateur radio band nets as an honour and amateur radio salute to those who served or are serving. The idea was conceived by Mike, Mike Banjo-Patterson, VK4MIK, ex-Royal Australian Navy, and it's organised by the Tablelands Radio Group. It started with a thought by World War II coast watcher Lionel Veal, who used in Papua New Guinea the Australian-designed and built ATR4A to report intelligence using QRP. Organisers ask, if possible, to set up at a former defence site, 
Listen for HMAS Diamantina VK4 RAN in the afternoon on CW. Or another special opportunity is Maury Camp's VK2 DCD in the Riverina with a World War II suitcase radio. There are many, many stations on air for Anzac Day, the annual event. Among the expanding list is also the Ingham RSL in North Queensland under the call sign of AX4MS and Alan Way, AX5PBZ at Tumby Bay RSL. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Whipping around Australia to VK2 and Wednesday April 15 as lecture night at the Manly Warringah Radio Society. Not many can say they rescued a lost NASA space probe, but this month's speaker, Balance Sieber, is one of the few who can. In 1978, NASA launched the International Sun-Earth Explorer, the space probe which later became the first spacecraft to visit a comet. That in 1985. The probe was active until its formal mission ended in 1997, though NASA made occasional status checks on the probe until 2008. In April last year, the ISE-3 reboot project announced its intention to reactivate the probe with the help of crowdfunding and some NASA advisors. The group accessed old NASA project documentation and were able to simulate the probe's modulator-demodulator hardware using software-defined radio technology. In May, they successfully reactivated the probe. Ballant will tell more about his involvement in this landmark project and talk about many more innovative uses of SDR technology. The Manly Warringah Radio Society meeting every Wednesday evening at the first Terry Hill Guides Hall in Terry Hills. Doors open 7.30 and visitors are always welcome. And now to VK4 and and VK4 FAHF with news from the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club. Well, Barkfest 2015 is almost upon us. The venue will be the same as last year, the Salvation Army Church Hall, corner of Bow Desert Road and Kamaruka Street, Callumvale. Start time is 9.30am, Saturday the 9th of May, finishing at 3pm. Entry fee is $7, which includes a ticket in the lucky door prize. There will be the usual mix of commercial, club and private tables on offer. We also have the famous Café de Barque, serving delicious delicacies to tempt the hungry visitor. Hope to see you there on the 9th of May. This is Anne, VK4 FAHF from the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club, reporting for the WIA News. Still in VK4, the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club is holding the Teresa Creek Campout near Claremont from Friday afternoon June 5 to Monday afternoon June 8 at the Teresa Creek Dam Camping and Water Sports Facilities. These facilities are just 22 kilometres by road southwest of the Claremont CBD. VK8, VI8 Anzac and the day after Anzac Day, they'll be broadcasting from the Darwin North RSL. It will show amateur radio to the local community with media representatives invited. This commemorative event will be for seven days from the 25th. Plenty of activity by serving defence members even who are very honoured to have access to VI8 Anzac. Also involved, Bob VK4DA slash VK8Bob and Dale VK4DMC also involved in the VI8 Anzac activity. 
From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F-call? As you gain more experience as an amateur, I've found that I spend more time listening and less time talking. I set my radio up in my car, get comfortable with a clipboard and headphones, and tune up and down the dial, listening for stations. I do this regularly. I've listened to the bands enough to know that each band has its own feel, the crackle and hiss of each one slightly but distinctly different. On occasion, I've had the fortune to be able to spend more than a few hours listening, scanning, and attempting to add to my QRP or low-power contact list. On these rare but rewarding outings, I've observed something that you can only really get by experiencing it. Quite suddenly, within the space of 15 seconds or so, the band changes. The closest analogy that I can come up with is to think of an out-of-focus camera that suddenly shows the picture in full and clear detail. It's not the same as what happens on air, but it's the best way I can describe it. When you listen to a band, you'll hear stations as you tune past. The phenomenon is not like tuning in a station. It's not like being slightly off frequency and all of a sudden getting it just right. It's more of a contrast experience, to use the light analogy. When you hear this, it's quite breathtaking. Sometimes it lasts for an hour, sometimes only a few minutes. But in order to hear it, you need to actually be there. I really like how amateur radio can continue to surprise me. What surprises has this hobby given you of late? I'm Ono, a Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo, stroke QRP. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Radio amateurs in much of the UK and Crown dependencies will have access to an extra 1 MHz of VHF spectrum from 70.5 to 71.5 MHz for digital experimentation by special permit. RSGB say further details of the application process will be published in due course. Permission will be subject to geographical restriction and Scotland is precluded. Limitations of short-range device licences. Recent work by New Zealand's Radio Spectrum Management has shown the need for good radio frequency engineering practices to be employed at ports, following an investigation of interference on container-loaded drivers' radio systems. RSM traced the interference to newly installed high-power transmitters that were causing front-end overload of the port's radio equipment. The movement of containers is critical for efficient and safe port operations. Some ports use a wireless location system for containers using short-range devices authorised by a general user radio licence. In making the choice to use such a system, operators must take into account the shared nature of the licence and that no regulatory protection is given from the interfering effects of other radio services. We have received news from two radio amateurs planning various special operations over the next couple of weeks. Peter Jacobs, Victor 51 Papa Juliet, at Roche Pinner has informed us that he and Marcos Turbo, Papa Yankee One Mike Hotel Zulu in Rio de Janeiro are planning scatter tests from the International Space Station, ISS, on 144 MHz. The distance of this scatter path is 5,000 kilometres and midway distance to ISS is 2,500 kilometres. He says his 2 kilowatt amplifiers have arrived, but his normal coaxial cable will have to be replaced with a thicker coaxial cable to handle the higher power. 
Peter will conduct his initial tests with a 10-element Yagi until Pine, Zulu Sierra 6 Oscar Bravo, has completed a new antenna system for him. Training and exam search on RSGB website. The RSGB has announced the launch of a new service on its website. The UK course and exam finder allows you to search for specific courses or for exam centres in your area. UK hams in particular just enter your town or your postcode. Weird, no, but still wonderful. Almost making it into our Weird and Wonderful Files this week, an article first appearing in the Times of India. While you make faces and shut your ears at the loud ear-splitting horns blown by trains, did you ever give it a thought to think they might have their own rhythm, a beat or pattern? Not many would, but Indian railways use 32 kinds of horns to communicate with workers along the track who are responsible for operating scores of trains safely. These horns can be heard at a distance of up to three kilometres in densely populated areas, while in open fields the sound ripples across to cover a few more kilometres. For instance, when a chain is pulled up to stop a running train, the loco pilot of the train gives two short horns and a long horn. Similarly, in cases of emergency or danger, the pilot continuously gives four short horns and they are just two of the 32 signals in use. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Dennis, VK4AE, WI coordinator for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. There has been a significant increase in the number of logs submitted when compared with last year. It has been observed that quite a number of club stations who actually took part in the contest and gave out numbers have not yet made the effort to submit a log on behalf of their club. The other problem is that the snail mail system is even slower than it has been in previous years. So do not wait until the last minute as you could miss out getting it here on time. So do not forget that the closing date for entries this year is the 19th of April and you really must put in the effort in the next few days to get your logs to me in time. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2015. Tablelands Radio Groups AM NCW on Anzac Day 25 April. Harry Angel Sprint 80 metres May 2. Trans-Tasman Contest, 18 July from 0800 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Remembrance Day Contest, August 15 and 16. Oceania DX Contest Voice, full first weekend in October. Oceania DX Contest, CW, second full weekend in October. RSGB President to conduct contest review. Following disquiet about the adjudication of a recent RSGB contest, the board has asked RSGB President John Gould, G3WKL, to conduct a broad review of the key aspects of contest management. In addition, the board has asked the contest committee to suspend and then revisit the disputed results after the review has concluded. The board has considerable confidence in the contest committee and assured that together with representatives of the contest community, they will rise to the challenge of ensuring that RSGB contests continue to be well respected and attract top contestants as well as new entrants. RSGB President John would like to draw together a review team of up to 20 people with a range of interests within the UK contesting community. Special Event Stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Netadvice. Four Japanese operators are active from Samoa until April 15. 
calls to look for are 5W0KJ, 5W0JY, 5W0VE and 5W0MA. 160 to 10 metres on SSB, CW and RITI. Chatham Island by three New Zealanders using the call sign ZL7E until the 15th of April. 40 to 10 metres on SSB, CW and RITI. The extensive collection of historic radio exhibits at the Sanford Mill Museum in Chelmsford will be open to the public on Saturday, April 25 to celebrate the birthday of Guglielmo Marconi, who was born on that date in 1874. The Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society will be operating a demonstration station called sign GX0MWT in the historic Marconi 2MT Riddle Broadcast Hut, which is now housed inside the museum. 3A90IAAU is the special call sign for the Association of Radio Amateur of Monaco to use until the 30th of June in celebration of the 90th anniversary of the IAAU. QSL by 3A2ARM. Awards. The second anniversary of the VK5 National and Conservation Parks Award has been and gone. On Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th of March 2015, a special activation weekend was held to celebrate this special event. And what a weekend it was. There were a total of 111 park activations, and of those, 81 were unique parks, in other words, different parks. A total of 43 activators headed out all across South Australia to activate parks. And South Australia was certainly well represented, with activations taking place in the far north, the southeast, the Riverland, the Adelaide Hills, Kangaroo Island, the Adelaide Metropolitan Area and the York Peninsula. All up, the activators made over 3,000 QSOs. Special thanks to Tony, VK3 Victor Tango Hotel, and Tim, VK3 Mike Tango Bravo, who travelled across the border to conduct multiple activations here in South Australia. Many of these parks also qualified for the Worldwide Flora and Fauna program, with a number of activators taking advantage of the good conditions and working DX on 20 metres. If you would like more information on the VK5 Parks Award, please visit our website, which can be located at www.vk5parks.com. Looking forward to next year. Best 73, and thanks for listening. I'm Paul, VK5 Papa Alpha Sierra, on behalf of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. AX Prefix QSL carded stations now have an ANZAC award. If you intend to use the alternative prefix of AX in your calls on April 25 and 26, then considering registering now on the WIA website to let others know and possibly qualify for an operating award. To register, use your AX call sign, its location and an email address. It's that simple. Award rules are easy. Log a symbolic 100 points for the Gallipoli Century. Each ordinary VK call sign is worth 1 point. Anzac suffix call signs including ZL100 Anzac or any WW1 commemorative station which includes the TC100 prefix Stations Turkey, the OP0 PPY station in Belgium and at overseas war memorials and cemeteries are worth 10 points each. The registration, rules and how to claim are all on wia.org.au. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. 
across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ham Radio crew expands on the ISS. The number of ham radio operators on board the International Space Station is now at three. This following the March 28th arrival of Russian cosmonauts Mikhail Konikio, RN3BF, and Janady Padalka, RN3DT, along with NASA astronaut Scott Kelly. European Space Agency astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti, IZ0UDF, will return to Earth in May after KGL Lindgren, K05MOS and Oleg Kaniko, RN3DX and Kamea Yui arrive at the ISS as part of a scheduled crew rotation. Cristoforetti has conducted several amateur radio school contacts during her time on board the ISS. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. The current IOTA honour roll and annual listings are updated on the IOTA website. 168 participants have more than 1,000 IOTA references confirmed, another 484 more than 750. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. The prestigious 200th entry for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August goes to the Point Furman Lighthouse, built in 1874 of lumber from California Redwoods. The US Coast Guard Auxiliary will put it to air as W6A. The square cylindrical wood tower raising from a two-storey wood Italianate Victorian keeper's house has a very interesting history. In 1941, it was extinguished due to the Pearl Harbour bombing amid fears that the light would serve as a beacon for enemy planes and ships. In 2002, at a cost of $2.6 it was restored and is on National Register of Historic Places and is open to the public. Point Furman takes the number of US entries in the ILLW to 23. There are more than 200 from 23 countries with four months to the fun event on August the 15th and 16th. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Maritime, Maritime Radio Day. This annual event is held this year on April the 14th and 15th to remember the years of wireless and seafarers. Wireless was used on ships from early days of the 1900s and ended in 1998 to be replaced by automatic communications and positioning technology. The event is open to all radio amateurs and special stations at coastal stations, naval establishments and maritime museums are encouraged. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. South Australia's Southern District Car Club have approached Weissen SA for radio assistance after a recent presentation by Weissen SA to the Rally SA panel. The ASP Southern Rally will be held on Sunday the 3rd of May in the Second Valley Forests. Weissen SA and SCARC have been requested to supply a minimum of 12 volunteers from 0700 on Sunday the 3rd of May until approximately 1700 hours. Commercial UHF frequencies with Weissen SA supplied radios means that anyone can volunteer to experience two-way radio portable operations and a dirt road car rally. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits of the Air 
one million SOTA QSO logged and it was a VK contact. SOTA Watch Reflector has it that the one millionth SSB QSO logged was between Bernard VK2IB slash 3 and Peter VK3PF on Summit VK3 slash VE064. They are on 40 metres and it occurred on the 28th of March. Worldwide special interest groups low down. It may have been a WSPR contact, but boy, what a contact. On 630 metres, a VK to JA. The 447.2 kHz contact was transmitted by Philip Dwyer, VK3 ELV in Mount Bruno, and was received by Tetsuyu Rose JN1MSO in Tokyo over a distance of 8,031 kilometres. Philip was using just 100 watts and was received with a NIG27 signal level with 3 dB to spare on the WSPR scale. Well done to Philip and Tetsuyu. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Thanks for listening to VK1WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB on the social scene. April 12, VK6. Harg Swap Meet, 10am, Les Murdy Hall. Don't forget through the week, April the 18th, World Amateur Radio Day. April 25 in VK3, Anzac Day Radio Afternoon. May 1 to 3 in VK4, the Clearview Gathering. Contact Radars VK4, Alpha Charlie Charlie for details. May 9 in VK3, Moorabbin District Hamfest, Southern Community Centre at Mulgrave. May 9 in VK4, Barkfest, Salvation Army Hall, Callumvale. And May 9 to 10, right in Canberra, it's the VK WIA AGM. Till next we meet, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.